Hello and welcome to video two. This is the second video in three brand new videos that I have just produced just for you. This is part of a series that I've been doing for a couple of years now. We call it the Let's Homeschool series. And it's just a way to give you some of those tips, some of the things I've learned from the 25 years of homeschooling, of coaching hundreds of families for many, many years, over all those 20 plus years. I am also the host of the Catholic Homeschool Community. And so hi and welcome. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for your precious time. I do know that homeschooling is such an important job. It's all consuming and there's just little windows of time time. We're going to be talking about time in just a few minutes. So without further ado, I'm going to share my screen and just get right to today's video number two. So here we are. This is called, hang on a second, here comes the share the screen. Yay! This is this week's live, even though I'm actually pre-recording this. And this is just because I know a busy homeschool life. And I want to be able to give you plenty of time to watch the videos to sometimes as I do. I want you to kind of um, relax, grab a drink, be able to have some time to listen to this. And then you can take notes and put putting pen to paper is a super important thing to do. So what is this one in the Let's Homeschool series? It's called Transformation. And thank you for coming with me today. And for those of you who have not met me yet, I am Paula Siskanik. I am a wife, 30, yes, 36 years. Yes, 36 years this year and <laughs> coming up. And as we're recording this, today is the feast of the Queenship of Mary. What a beautiful mama. She's guided me on my path as trying to be that beautiful wife, beautiful mother that God has called me to be. I have seven grown children now, and I am a grandmother too. All seven of my own children here have launched into the world for my very real and not very perfect homeschool. All seven have graduated from college and are serving God with their unique gifts. I know that I use them in many of my stories and Truth be told, they were actually my guinea pigs <laughs> way back when, when I started homeschooling. And I hope my little guinea pigs actually end up being some sort of a gift and a benefit to you as well. Because just remember, I am a pilgrim on this beautiful life's journey. I'm just a little further down the road than you are. And isn't hindsight wonderful? <laughs> anyway, without further ado, I invite you into prayer as we pray. St. Teresa bookmark prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let nothing disturb you. Nothing frighten you. All things are passing. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Nothing is wanting to him who possesses God. God alone suffices. And I ask the Holy Family, the patron saint of our Catholic homeschool community, those beautiful patron saints, Joseph, the blessed mother and Jesus, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So what we did yesterday in video number one, and the beauty of having things pre-recorded is that you can hit pause on this video. And if you've not seen video number one, you can watch it at your leisure, 
it's all about opportunity. And in that video, we, for the most part, a summation of it is reaching and tapping into this whole idea that you went through prayer, you've discerned to homeschool, you know, what's next? And what I say is next is that word opportunity. Yes, homeschooling is an incredible opportunity because when you choose to homeschool, well, let's face it, okay? So you said yes to your spouse about getting married, probably had no idea what you were getting into, right? <laughs> then you said yes to children. Ooh, another big thing you didn't know you were getting into. And then, oh my goodness, you have now the call within a call and you are raising children and becoming their primary educator in the faith. So I love this quote. I use this very often. It's one of the things I really should memorize by now, <laughs> but it, I really believe that call within a call comes many way inspired me from this quote, which says, you know, John Paul II, Pope John Paul II has said, raising children can be considered a genuine apostolate. And I'd like you to think about that. I really would like you to meditate on that. What do apostolates mean? Apostolates are being called into the world. We're called to serve God in this world and we're to follow a certain charism. But it is as John Paul says, a living means of communication, which not only creates a profound relationship between the educator and the one being educated, and in this case, and in our family, parents to children, right? But it also makes the parents and children both sharers in truth and love. That final goal to which everybody is called by God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, because, you know, we were made for eternity. And I talked a little bit about as well, go back to video one, but I talked about a synonym for opportunity comes from freedom. And really freedom is that word, that catch word that summarizes in many ways why we are called to homeschool. We want to have the freedom to, to be able to not teach in a way that's dictated to us by the rules and regulations of our current culture, but to have the freedom to follow the convictions of our faith and be able to educate our children in a way that we know we are getting them the heart and soul, a relationship with God, so that they themselves can hear in the silence of prayer, can hear God's voice speaking to them. And we need that in framework, but framework has to exist in a framework I mean, freedom has to exist in a framework, a moral framework, and that morality comes from instilling in us the virtues and passing on our beautiful faith. Without that framework, we have chaos. So as I mentioned before, you who know me have been through this before, through those 25 years of homeschooling, I really saw this pattern, this incredible pattern repeat itself year in, year out. And the better I was about harnessing the power and the and all the wisdom of this, this beautiful, you know, cyclical journey that we go on, the more successful, the more at peace, the more confident I was with my homeschooling. We start with a big why. Uh, for those of you who have not done your big why yet, just know I will put at the bottom of this, I will also add a link to how you can do your big why. Also, there is the one goal per year per child. And if you haven't done that yet either, I have some worksheets for that one as well. 
So when we are armed with those two things, we create a homeschool plan. And for those of you who've not been able to do this with me, I took everybody on a homeschool design week for a week. And that happened last week over the course of actually two weeks. And uh, lesson one in that exists in the free community. And for PLUS members, we've worked through the entire journey, planning out our whole curriculum, aligning it to a successful homeschool journey. And really where we're working right now is this part calling care and connections. And so why don't I call this transformation? Yay, let's homeschool and transformation. What do we actually mean by transformation? Well, again, remember, you're on a mission from God. We are called, called to holiness. We're all made for eternity, you know, and in that we are called in a very particular specific way to pass on the baton of our Catholic faith to our children, because we are called to evangelize the good news. And as missionaries of the faith, we are called to then prepare the next generation for their mission, their calling. Pope Benedict XVI said this so well. He said, those who change the world for the better are holy. Remember, we are being called to holiness. So we are being called to change the world for the better. They transform it permanently, instilling in it the energies that only love inspired by the gospel can elicit. Isn't that beautiful? That is really so incredible changing the world for the better. Isn't that the reason, the very heart of our homeschooling? We want our children to get to eternity, but we know that he's calling us to be his hands and feet in this world right now. And he's calling you to live radically different from the culture and together to transform it permanently, to pass on and, it, and infuse it with the energy of love, the love that God has given to us. This I shared with you yesterday in video one. The uh, It's from Imago Dei, his privilege and mission. This was a talk by Bishop Barron. And he says, the family transforms the culture. So here we are talking about transformations through Pope Benedict. Now Bishop Barron is taking that and he's saying, well, in particular, a family is the place where the objective virtues are taught and cultivated from whence morally informed people go forth for the reworking of the culture. So not only are we being called to transform it, but we have to have virtues and teach those virtues to our children. And that is all totally at the center of what we're doing when we're homeschooling. Because remember, this kingly responsibility is abdicated. Other kings, you can rest assured, will step into the breach. And that is what we are seeing in many ways, sad, but true in our culture. So what is human transformation? When we get down to the individuals, it's that internal shift within ourselves that brings us in alignment for what is that potential that God is calling us to be. It's really at the heart of every every major aspect of our lives. It affects how we see the world, how we relate to the world, how we understand it, what is our place in the world. It's really at the core and that's why I really wanted to spend some time with you to talk about transformation. Transformation equals the significant shifts that can occur, right? That's exactly what it means. So what do we mean 
with this big question. Well, you know, I left you off on video one to talk about the idea that we have the opportunity to build a radically different culture. And we have the opportunity <clears throat> to meet like-minded people that have that same calling and that we are called to be together in community to do that. But we have busy lives. We have many things that are pulling us. And we have these big questions about how do we manage the time? Okay, great. I, I got this. I'm on mission. But how in the world am I going to find time to plan, to manage myself, to find time for prayer, to make those connections? And isn't community virtually just Catholic social media? How am I going to even find those other people I want to find? And what actually is going to happen in these small groups? So today we're going to tackle that because you see poor management, you know, it just creates stress and headaches. The more time you spend putting off your planning, no matter how good. And, and to be honest with you, what happens is I think that people tend to like, now, not everybody, I, I will say, I have to say caveat, but maybe because I'm a, I'm a doer and a, I am definitely one of those list checkers. And I, and I really think that if I, if I have a list and I have check them off, everything's going to be fine. But the thing is those lists usually are not generated in such a way that they match the unique needs of my family. And what I want you to do is pause and take note and look around at who you're homeschooling and understand why it may seem easier to pick somebody else's list. And maybe it's a great place to jump off and start. You don't ever have to start off from scratch. You literally can, um, you actually can <laughs> with good, um, good planning, you can be in a position where you're making better decisions. Do you understand? So, so we put off our planning, we're going to use somebody else's list. And, and then what happens is the decisions we make are just going to make us are frustrated. You know, we don't have focused time, you know, um, we feel unmotivated, less productive, and we fail to set the priorities that we need to try to balance school and home. So it's like a puzzle, isn't it? Time. Time is the one thing that we cannot ever reclaim. It ticks away. It's reminding us that we're only on this earth for a very, very short time. And because of that, what happens is that we have to be very, very intentional about that time. And that means being present with our precious little ones. I know I'm going to sound like that old cliche, but you just, I can remember it wasn't but yesterday that I felt myself thick in the weeds, homeschooling all seven children from kindergarten to 12th grade. Yeah, I had all seven of them surrounding my dining room table and feeling like how in the world I'm ever going to get this done. And now they're all launched and they're out of the house and I get to rejoice in seeing them getting married and having children. But the relationships and the foundation of passing on the faith only happened in those precious moments that I had with my children. That short amount of time that we have to be with them. There is such an importance of one-on-one -on -one time because everybody, truth, 
needs to be seen and heard. We all want to be seen and heard. And so if we're following somebody else's list, and again, you can use it as kind of the draft, your starting point. But if we haven't spent any time at all planning and trying to figure out the nuances of the individual family members, then we have to ask ourselves, am I doing good things, but I'm avoiding the better things? You know, because there is, there is, there are good programs out there. There are good packages for you to follow, but they are all meant to be tweaked and used in a way that matches the unique individuals in your family. The next point I make on here is that in order for you to be present, you've got to make time for it. And the only way to make time for it is to write it down, to literally get out your calendar or have it on your phone, whatever. And you put that, even if it's just 15 minutes, that you're going to sit with your little one and you're going to listen to a story that they just wrote, or you're going to sit and read with them. You're going to answer their questions. You're going to spend time with your high schoolers before they leave you. You only have four short years and you're going to have the important conversations because it's all about the relationships. Teaching them to have a relationship with God takes time. So we have one-on-one. Are we doing the good stuff and avoiding the better stuff? Write it down and then really look hard at removing what you can. Now, what's possible? So I have this list of the big six, and I, I've shared this before in um, the Plus group when I do some deep dive master classes. And the big six kind of are ways for you to stay focused in terms of finding that time that you need to make those radical transformations in your homeschool. Sleep, naps. Okay, I can hear you, but how I've got little ones and they're not napping on a regular schedule. It's super hard. It's really super hard. And that's why children do thrive on routines. And I know I've seen, I've had strong-willed children and I have those who've broken all the rules (laughs) where literally my seventh child taught me, Paula, you know nothing about, about raising children. You're starting all over again. He was number seven and I would have to lay down next to him in order for him to have a nap. And yet I found that was my time that God was calling me to individual beautiful prayers to be silent with him, to surrender to him. So those little moments where you're not getting the naps, you're not getting the sleep and you think, oh gosh, that's the time I should really get things done. It may be a gift. You know, God elevated, I I love the book, The Consecration to St. Joseph, uh, Father Calloway, in that book, it put that book together. And one of the things in there is that it talks about Joseph, how he heard God in his sleep. So, you know, sleep is important. And when we rest as if we were resting and trustfully surrendering, as if we are being carried in the palm of God's hands, you know, that is the kind of peace I'm talking about. And it literally can be, mommy just needs to close her eyes. She's sitting in the living room. Give me a 10 minute power nap. Just close eyes. Everybody's contained in the room. (laughs) We take them when we can. The second is to plan your day. And this is one big time one I fought for many, many years myself because we are always going to have derailment time. And we always think we're going to get more done than we can. Things always take longer than you think. But if you plan your day with intention and take time for planning, then you again are moving the needle 
on radical transformation to getting things done that really are meaningful and long lasting. Next one, set boundaries. Yep, hard stop time and activities outside the home. Be mindful. If we're out of the home, yes, sometimes we can do car schooling, but what does it do to your emotional stamina, to your physical stamina? Are we just grabbing meals on the go? Are we just not being able to understand the importance of leisure, restful time to renew, to recreate ourselves? Do set time limits on tasks that are assigned. I can remember sending off my high school kids and thinking, yeah, get all your lessons done. And three hours later, they're on the same algebra problem. So it became fruitless for them. It was an opportunity to teach them time management, to teach them their own set focus time. So set time limits. There's general guidelines. I have free planning grids as well. And I usually put around gauges of time limits on different assignments. And then, of course, this one seems kind of obvious, but I think it's a great reminder. We must put those temptations away, whether it's your phone, whether it's notifications, whether it's even the laundry (laughs) that you didn't get folded, anything so that, again, we're focusing on what's truly important. And we really need to do what we call these Goal generating activities, GGAs. And that's, it's very easy to think your day away, whoa, we did this, we did that. And then you turn around and you said, but, but the things that I really wanted to move the needle on this particular child, you know, for them, and we talk about one goal per year per child as really a cornerstone to your homeschool. Well, if you forget all about that and the whole week's gone by, then you really have not focused on the most important thing for them. So in order to do all of that, you're going to write your own permission slip and you're going to give that, give yourself the permission to take time to plan. Absolutely. Absolutely. The best gift you can give yourself and your family in our small groups, we will have meetups. We will have accountability, but in the plus group, we do run a weekly huddle time. You can do your own huddle time. And huddle time just means having somebody else there, whether it's in the room or for us, we go in a Zoom room and we co-plan and we give ourselves on the calendar Tuesdays at four o'clock. That's happening tomorrow, you know, whatever. We're going to be able to be in the huddle room together. So what are we going to do? We're going to get on the no train to the people and projects that don't align with your big why. So you can see when we get back to that circle, that beautiful circle um, that tells us about a homeschool journey that we take each year. We need to always get back to that essential why and align the things that we're doing so that we say no even to good things. There's just so much time in each day. Pope Francis says this very well. He says, our life is made of time and time is God's gift. And it is therefore important to make use of it by performing good and fruitful actions. Our community is building the culture that we are called to do. And as I said, we just started a beautiful, perfect place for you to get that beautiful time that you need to connect and find other people that are on the same journey with you. We have the groups, 
like the unschoolers group. There's a Seton group, homeschooling children with superpowers, the mompreneur group. I want you to go ahead, get into the community, look at those groups. You can click on each one, see what their purpose is, see if you align with any of those and really make that commitment to transform your homeschool by giving yourself permission to be connected in a special way. This is a new opportunity. It's a way to be with other people. We have 92 and more, 9,200 members in the Catholic homeschool community. When we get smaller, that's when real, real relationships form. This is not social media Catholic style. This isn't about scrolling. This isn't a feed. And you will notice that, that there will be questions, but it isn't like in Facebook. What's the question of the day? What are we doing today? No, it isn't about mindless scrolling. It's about intentionally getting into the group, getting into areas that are topical and important. What we need right now in each one of those groups are results driven because the time is precious and we want to be super, super focused because that's when things change. That's when we're going to see what we are called to do in the way. So that brings us to the next point. We may have joined the community and now we may have joined the smaller community and we're getting our planning done. And you may say to yourself, that's all great, pal. I've made time for myself. I'm giving myself permission to plan. But how do we make it stick? Right? Isn't that the next thing on your mind? You're like, okay, this is great. But like, is this you? Because I know this is me. And this is definitely quotes from families that I have coached. Sounds great. But I have trouble with follow through. Right? How do I, I, I get really excited about doing all this stuff, but I can't stick through it. Or I get derailed and then I can't seem to get back in the groove of rhythm. And I feel like I just lost the whole thing and want to give up. Right. Another quote I've heard another many families have said to me, I never seem to find my way to stick with the plans or the goals I set, even when I create them. And please forgive my spelling mistake there. (laughs) So if you meet me in video three, I will be telling you exactly how to make it stick, how to get that follow through. One of the hints is that we get on that no train, we give ourselves time, permission to plan, but we need a few more elements to be able to get to the follow through and the commitment and the staying the course. And so I'm really, really looking forward to sharing with you in video three. And I'm going to be doing that one live because I want to be able to answer questions, questions that you have either from video one, two, or questions that you're trying to tackle by yourself right now. Bring them, bring them to this live Q&A session. And don't worry, for those of you who can't make it, it will be recorded. And invariably, if somebody asks a question, It's probably most likely your question. And what I'd invite you to do too is put your questions in the comments below this video. So I always love scripture and the wisdom of the Lord that he gives us. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you. And this I command you, love one another. May you do that. May you savor 
the gift of homeschooling, the opportunities you have, and the incredible transformation of, of what it means to yourself in terms of who you are being called to be for God's mission, who your children are being called to be. Yes, he is calling you to radically transform the culture. So now I want to hear from you. What action are you going to take to get started? Let me know in the comments below this video. And if you found value in this video, please share it with at least three people you know. That's what community is all about. You know, I don't use any of the social media ads. I totally stay off of that because I know that homeschoolers are good-hearted, generous people. And when you find value, you can't help but share it. It's part of our mission-oriented nature. You know, it's easier to get started on this journey when you have other people on the path with you. So much of what we do, we can't do alone. I think our human nature is such that sometimes we think, let's just plow through it. Let's just do this alone. This is what I'm being called to. But that is not what you're being called to. You are being called to community. You are being called to a togetherness, to be able to embrace the wisdom of the group. So right now, please scroll down and leave a comment for me. And may God bless you abundantly. Let me stop sharing here so I could say a proper goodbye. <laughs> I really am so honored that you spend time with me once again, learning about what it means to transform, what it means to be called, and what it means to intentionally manage our time. May God bless you all abundantly. Take care.